For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. Chats coming at you to recap the Thunder's victory tonight. All right, so we won against the Charlotte Hornets tonight, 111-107, improving our record to three and four, including three straight. For those of y'all keeping track at home, that is what we call a winning streak. We are on a three-game winning streak, um, taking a victory over a, a solid team in the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, you know, Kimball Walker. He was getting a lot of noise uh, in the first week of the season about winning MVP. Um, but before I get too far ahead of myself, let's go ahead and hook up the TiVo and talk about tonight's game. All right, so full disclosure, <laughs> I legitimately thought this game started at 8 Eastern. And it started at 7 Eastern. So when I started tuning in, it was about halfway through the second quarter. And I was like, oh, Frick. For two reasons. One, I missed a lot of the game. <laughs> um, but two, um, we wasn't playing that great. Uh, you know, looking at the box score at halftime, um, Russ was leading our scoring, 12 points. Right behind him was Paul George, who was not hitting his shots. He, he was 4 of 14 at that point, 0 of 5 for Keith with 8 points. But Tybal Paul George for the second uh, in points is Alex Sabrinas, who had eight points on two of four shooting, uh, two of four from deep as well. So he had two threes and two free throws. And more on that guy to come. Um, what I thought was impressive on the defensive end was Kimball Walker at three points. You know, like I said, this is a guy that everybody was talking about as a potential breakout player, MVP player, MIP player, maybe carrying the Hornets into the playoffs. This, that, and another, and in 16 minutes, up to halftime, he had three points on 0-3 shooting, 0-2 from deep, and we'll touch on that here in a second. Um, the thing that really concerned me, or the things that stood out to me, was neither team was hitting shots. You know, the Hornets were 3 of 18 from deep for 16.7%, and OKC was 2 of 17 from deep for 11.8%. Um, both teams are shooting pretty respectable from the free throw line. Uh, 84% for the Hornets at 11-13 and 73% for the Thunder, 14-19. Uh, we out-rebound 31-27. Um, but the two things that really stood out to me was assists. The Hornets have 14 assists at halftime compared to OKC's 4 at halftime. Uh, Westbrook had two of those. Jeremy Grant had one and Dennis Schroeder had one. Nobody else on the team had any, and Russ only had two and a half. So, like, that was that was concerning. You know, coming into the game at almost halftime, 
down four, 48 to 44. Russ only has two assists, four assists as a team. But more concerning to that is our fast break points. We had uh, we had given up 13 fast break points to the Charlotte Hornets um, compared to two for us. We only had two fast break points coming into the second half. Uh, so that was very concerning. Going into the third quarter, things started to open up a little bit. Um, specifically for a certain Spaniard by the name of Alex Abrinas. That's right, man. Senior went off, scoring 15. 15 of his 25 points. Uh, he had like uh, he had three threes in that third quarter. Uh, he was driving the lane, finishing in traffic, playing great defense. Like Alex Abrinas single-handedly brought us back in this game because, mind you, I said we was down four coming into half. Uh, the Hornets opened up on an 18 to three run, so it was 47 to 56. Is that right? Yeah. Sorry, I had to do quick math. So it's 47 to 56. No, that's not right. 47 to 66. I swear, I can math. <laughs> uh, 47 to 66 before Billy finally decided to call a timeout, um, and, and we just looked confused out there. And then that's when he threw out uh, a lineup that really got us back in the game. And that lineup included none other than Alex Sabrinas. Like I said, 25 points. That's a career high <laughs> for uh, points made and field goals made. With 9 of 15 shooting, 5 of 10 from deep. And we'll, we'll touch more on him later. Um, but I was really impressed by Sabrinas. He literally shot us back into this game. Um, we turned a 16-point deficit into a three-point deficit um, before the Hornets decided they needed to call a timeout. Um, what I thought was interesting going into the fourth quarter is, and really throughout the whole game, is the Hornets doesn't really have a lot of depth at the uh, in the front court. You know, they, they start Cody Zeller, who, I mean, make no mistake about it, the dude's 6'11", 7 foot, you know, whatever. But he's not an imposing presence in the paint imposing presence in the paint as somebody like a Steven Adams or somebody like a, you know, even Martian Gortat. Like, Martian Gortat's not this brute in the paint, but I'd rather drive on Cody Zeller than Martian Gortat. Um, but then behind him, you have Willie Hernan Gomez, who he's not scaring nobody either. So for the majority of the game, the Hornets really tried to play small. Um, you know, they have Marvin Williams at power forward. Um, you know, he's about 6'7", 6'8" if I'm being generous. Um, so the way the Thunder was able to counteract that was actually um, by, you know, playing small with the lineup that we all wanted to see. Um, the closing lineup of, you know, Russ, Dennis, Paul, Stephen Adams, and Alex Sabrinas was on here tonight. And, you know, when the trade was made for Dennis Schroeder, um, we all assumed as long as Dre's out, maybe even when Dre comes back, the closing lineup was going to be Dennis, Russ, Paul George, Stephen Adams, 100%. And then, depending on the matchup, who you go with in that fifth person. If you need defense, you can put in Andre. You need shooting, you can put in Brinus. You need versatility defensively, you can put in Jeremy Grant. So, the Thunder kind of have a lot of options um, in that closing lineup. But what was so impressive to me was the way they were able to close out this game. Because, as I said, you know, um, they opened up 
on an 18 on the wrong side of an 18 to three run, and it it really <laughs> the Thunder started having flashbacks. Thunder fans started having flashbacks to um, last year when this team would just come out flat in the third quarter and not be able to adjust enough and take a heavy L. Um, you know, we went into the fourth quarter actually down four, um, and we opened up with some great energy. Um, Dennis connected with Jeremy on a couple alley-oops. Uh, Hami tipped a, tipped a shot that uh, Shooter missed the layup. Um, Dennis got to the rim a few times. Uh, Jeremy Grant actually hit a shot. Like, we was getting some good shots. Um, and then Westbrook came in, Adams came in, Abrinas came in. And this is where that closing lineup happened that I was telling you about. And Russ was phenomenal in the fourth quarter, right? He had 11 straight points in the fourth alone. So he had 29 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, and he had 11 of those points in the fourth quarter. And this guy, man, he put on a display. At this point, the defense's focus was on Alex Abrinas. Um, You know, obviously they're focusing on Russ, sure. But Paul George was not shooting well. Steven Adams had five points tonight. He wasn't a factor. They didn't need to pay attention to them. Schroeder actually played really well, but when you have Russell Westbrook, who is one of the best players in the world, and you have Alex Sabrinas, who obviously uh, sees a 20-foot hoop when he shoots the ball at this point, you know the defense is focused on them. But Russell Westbrook was able to finish over them anyways. Uh, I think he hit three straight jump shots. He got into the lane for a couple layups. Um, One in particular, he hit a nasty, and I mean just nasty, sham god on Cody Zeller, um, in which he did an instant replay all the way down the court. Uh, The Hornets were called a timeout, and he did an instant replay all the way down the court from doing the sham god, just like when he does a Euro step on somebody, and I love it. I love it cocky Russ. I love confident Russ. It makes me so happy. Um, and then um, they got a stop on the other end. They came back down. We turned the ball over. They came back down. They scored. I think it was actually uh, no, it wasn't that time. Kimba got in and he scored and we inbounded the ball really quick. They was trying to press us. They was trying to get, you know steal the ball and if not foul us to stop the clock. But we got the ball out really quick before the press could really get set up. Russ beat the press, kicked it to Dennis about a mid-court. Dennis receives the pass. Russ streaks ahead to the basket as the defense tries to foul Dennis. Dennis just flips it to Russell Westbrook for a wide-open dunk. And at that point, man, it was curtains and drapes. It was curtains and drapes, man. Um, It was just a really smart basketball play because, obviously, um, usually you would want the team to foul you. But if you look at the Thunder... Really, the past couple of years, and specifically this season, it's not necessarily what you want. Now, we did shoot better from the foul line tonight uh, at 72.4%, 21 for 29, and Russ even shot 5 of 7, which is more than respectable. Um, but easy points right there, that easy dunk to close out the game, that was super smart. Um, now, <laughs> I, I do have to nitpick just a little bit because... After he dunked, he took time to scowl at the crowd a little bit, and it got a wide-open three from Elite Monk, which, uh, by the way, Elite Monk's obviously BBN. He had 21 points. He put on for the 
Hornets tonight, but he only shot four of 12 from three. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, he, he really kept him in this game in the fourth quarter. He had a couple big threes. Um, the only other thing to note about this game before I get into player of the game, most impressive unit, is Jeremy Lamb. With uh, Started off looking like a little bit of a revenge game. He started off, or I mean, he ended up with 13 points, 5 of 12 shooting, 1 of 7 from deep. But um, he cooled off. He, he started off really hot. He was hitting his shots. He was getting in rhythm. He was playing good defense. He actually led the team, tied for the lead with the team with nine rebounds, which is just kind of speaks to how small the Hornets actually are. But, um, you know, like I said, he kind of cooled down to end the game. So the Jeremy Lamb revenge game just didn't happen. Now it's time to get into our most impressive unit. We're supposed to be a unit. All right, guys. So, as I said, um, going into the fourth quarter, there was actually a lineup that was really impressive with Dennis Schroeder, um, Terrence Ferguson, Hamdou Diallo, Jeremy Grant, and, oh, Alex Sabrinas. Yes, Alex Sabrinas was out there as well. And, you know, they was a, they brought great energy. Like I said, they got some lobs. Um, Schroeder was getting to the rim at will. He was playing really good. But I, I thought, I really thought that was going to be my most impressive unit. But the unit that I have to go with was the closing lineup, man, because they just took care of business. They straight up took care of business, and that was Dennis Schroeder, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Stephen Adams. And as I said earlier, you know, you can change out this, this closing lineup due to situation. We need a shooting. We need a spacing. Throw out Alex Sabrinas out there having a career night from deep, having a career night scoring the basketball. And he did everything he was supposed to do. He provided spacing. Um, I thought he was even open when Russ should have been looking for him. But at that point, Russ was in a zone. And by a zone, I mean he was literally hitting everything. I think he shot five to six from the, in the fourth quarter. Um, and while Paul George had an off game, he really found a way to impact the game in other areas. You know, he had 11 points on 4 of 20 shooting, missed 16 shots, 10 of which were three-pointers. Didn't hit a single three-pointer. But this is the second consecutive game he had double-digit rebounds with 10 rebounds. And I thought he played really good defense down the stretch. He got a couple blocks, he had a couple steals, forced a couple turnovers, and he was really instrumental in this win. And then, of course, Steven Adams, man, just keeping the ball alive. He had 12 rebounds, um, seven of which were offensive. Uh, and he had three steals for the big man. Also had three blocks, tied with Paul George for the team lead. So, you know, he really helped out down the stretch. And, man, I can't say enough good things about what Dennis Schroeder did in this game. Obviously, you know... <laughs> Coming into the season, we didn't think we wanted Dennis Schroeder shooting threes, and he shot six tonight. But he made two of them, and you know, you look at that. That's about eh, that's about like 33%. It's not super impressive. That's not something that you want to ride home about. But it was the timing of the threes. Uh, one, I believe, put the Thunder up three and one in the game kind of iced the game for us. Uh, both of them were off passes from Russell Westbrook, 
and I, I was really impressed with his ability to knock him down. He shot 7 of 15, so not quite 50% from the field, but as I said, he was getting to the rim at will. He wasn't finishing all of his shots at the rim, but he was getting there, and he was finishing most of them. He hit those two frees. He had five assists. Um, he only had two turnovers, so his turnover ratio was great. And he had a steal, and he was second on the team with plus minus, plus 12. And uh, number one is, you guessed it, Alex Brinus. So, more on that later, but I really, that was my most impressive unit. You know, the defensive energy that they showed, you know, Shooter, Westbrook, Paul George, Alex Brinus, Steven Adams, which, you know, if, you, if I told you that lineup could play great defense, you wouldn't believe me. You would say, okay, I could believe Steven Adams, I could believe Paul George. And if Russell Westbrook tries, I believe Russell Westbrook. But I don't believe Dennis Schroeder and Alex Sabrinas. Don't look now, man. Alex Sabrinas. Alex Sabrinas is turning into a solid defender. Uh, he actually got switched up on Kemba late in the game. And Kemba did what Kemba did, man. Like, you know, he he, he rocked him to sleep, uh, drove in, and then he pulled back. Uh, kind of like Kyrie did to Brandon Knight in the rookie challenge game a few years ago. And, you know, Sabrinas, he's long. He's longer than Kemba. But when Kemba has that move, he pulls that step back. He creates enough space. He's still got that shot over Abrinas. But, man, Abrinas played the best defense he possibly could on that shot. So, I got to give it up for Abrinas, man. Um, he He's really impressing me. And I'm not going to harp on that because I'm going to talk more on that later. But, yeah, like I said, this unit was really impressive. They're my most impressive unit. So, you know. They were actually able to close out the quarter on a 26-17 run. Now, giving up 17 points in that short of a span is not ideal, but when you have the lead, when you're able to continue to build on the lead and not give up the basketball, not put up stupid shots or forced shots, and you know, still play really good defense on the shots. I mean, let's just be real. I mean, the Hornets were making good shots. Um, so I was really impressed with that unit, and yeah, most impressive unit, man. Keep it up. I, I look forward to seeing that unit, um, specifically the four players I mentioned. I bring this when he's in it. I believe in him. I trust him. He showed me a lot this year. Um, but you know, with Dre or Jeremy, whoever is in there with that closing lineup, can't wait to see more of it. And with that being said, I've <laughs> I've almost transitioned into it multiple times because like I was so excited about this guy, um, and that is oh I'm sorry, it is now time for the Academy Award for the Player of the Game. What does that mean? Do I get do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get a bonus? I'll <laughs> be sick. No, it's just I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Maybe. And it is Hamadou Diallo. Hami came in in this game. He had six points, um, and he really provided energy just like he does. He had six points on three or four shooting, and they were all at the rim. One was off an offensive rebound. He came up, and he just crammed the ball on Marvin Williams. Oh, it was awesome. It had me hype. Um, the other one was off a Dennis Shooter miss layup. Hami just came in, crashed the board, didn't really dunk it, just, you know, just laid it up. And then the third one, he got a steal, and he was behind about three Hornets. He didn't end the play behind three Hornets. He straight up outran that whole team and crammed it. But as impressive as that was, 
Hami is not my offense, my player of the game. The case could be made for Russell Westbrook, who had a phenomenal game. 29 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, shooting 50%. Only shot three threes, which, if you're remembering from my Thunder Chat days, uh, I used to say that two to three threes is about that sweet spot for us. If he's hitting, I don't care if he ventures into four or five, maybe six. But he shot over there, so it was nice to see after he missed those three that, you know, he kind of cooled down and let others take those shots. Um, but, man, player of the game has to go to Alex Brinas. The guy put up a career-high 25 points, career-high in field goals made with nine on 15 shots, 5 of 10 from deep, playing great defense, led the team plus minus on plus 16. I mean, it's Alex Abrinas, man. We don't win this game without Alex Abrinas, right? Like I said, he had 8 points at halftime. He hit a 2 late in the 4th quarter, so that's 10. He had 15 points in the 3rd quarter. 15 points and you look at his uh you look at his stats it says five of ten 15 points in the third quarter you automatically think oh he hit five threes he was just he was just getting lucky he was hitting open shots no 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 that's not the case he made two threes in the first half he had three in that quarter that means six more points were off other things than threes um and they were off drives he had three layups he drove in took contact, absorbed contact. I mean, he was... Alex Abrinas is a guy, man. He's more than a guy. He is a difference maker for this team. Um, you know, I used to say if he's not making shots, then he doesn't deserve to be out there. But he's he's showing us something. He's really been showing us since the preseason. And this was a guy I was really high on coming out of the preseason. Because I was like, man, that guy's shooting the ball. Not only is he shooting the ball well... He's showing me things. He's showing me he can defend. He's showing me um, he can be active on the offensive glass. He's showing me he can put the ball on the floor. And he hasn't stopped. If anything, if anything, he has just added on to that. Um, I'm really impressed with his growth and his development over the summer. Um, I'm really impressed with how he has taken on this challenge, taken the lead in this kind of shooting guard conundrum with him and Terrence Ferguson and Hamdou Diallo and then bringing in guys like Abdel Nader and Timothy Wall Cabarro, who neither one of them play, by the way, Nader or TLC. Um, but that's neither here or there. Uh, I'm just really impressed with Alex Brinas. And you can tell this team believes in him, this team trusts him, this team likes him, and finally, Billy Donovan is starting to trust him. And that was always the issue, right? Um, you know, Russ's MVP season, Abrinas got minutes. He got run because there was literally nobody else on that team that could shoot. Sabonis started out shooting all right. Oladipo started out shooting all right. But Abrinas was our consistent three-point shooter for that team. Last year, Abrinas started off slow. He had those PRP injections in the offseason. And Billy just wouldn't play him consistent minutes. Alex Abrinas is a rhythm player. You don't believe me? Watch that third quarter. Dude was in a rhythm. And that's why he was hitting those shots. Billy wouldn't allow Alex to stay in the game enough to, to catch a rhythm, offensively or defensively. And so we started to think he was this negative player, but he's literally the opposite of that. You know, you just let this guy catch his rhythm, and he's found a way to affect the game. And uh, he's found ways to affect the game even when his shot's not falling. And that's his most important attribute right now is... <coughs> While, you know, his shot is what we want the most, 
like his three-point shooting is what we want the most. As long as he's providing spacing and he is still finding ways to affect the game, then he has a spot in this roster, he has a spot in this rotation, and he has a spot in our hearts. But guys, I think that's going to wrap it up. Um, Actually, I just lied. I'm going to give you a little forecast of tomorrow's game. So tomorrow we play the Washington Wizards at Washington. You know, the Wizards are kind of a dumpster fire. Um, they, they've started off this season one of six, I believe. Wow, that's a really, really long pause. Okay, there we go. Yeah, one of six. Yeah, and they just lost by 12 to the Memphis Grizzlies at Memphis. Um, guys, like I said, like, there's not much to say about the Washington Wizards. They have great players in John Wall, Brad Beal. They've got young studs in Kelly Oubre, Otto Porter, but they just haven't been able to put it together. And a lot of people are calling for Scotty Brooks' head. You know, Thunder Nation knows all about Scott Brooks. Um, And I don't think it's his fault. Uh, I think it's something within. I don't know if it's John Wall. I don't know if it's Brad Beal. All I know for sure is Dwight Howard is slated to make his return against the Oklahoma City Thunder tomorrow. And that can only add to their chemistry. And by that, I mean that can only add to their issues on chemistry. That can only add to their chemistry issues. Because Dwight Howard is, for all intents and purposes, a locker room cancer. I can't imagine adding a volatile player to an already volatile locker room. Um, But with that being said, I can't wait to watch. It's going to be a good time. Um... But guys, with that being said, I am done this time. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, go ahead and follow our Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. You can find us at thundersintentions.com. Now it's thunderbasketball.com. Um, <coughs> subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever it is that you listen to your podcasts. Uh, rate us five star. Leave us a positive review. That really helps us out, and we definitely appreciate that. Uh, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at ThunderChats. Um, you know, always interacting with fans there. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening one more time. Hope you all have a great night. God bless. And don't forget, Thunder Up! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.